Well, it's, yeah, it's just me here in the studio at the moment. Um, Ian's been taken ill and he's at home, so guess I'll maybe just do, I don't know, radio college or something like that. All the interns have been sent home. Just, just me, yeah. Just me living, living in Brainwaves HQ all by myself. No one else here at all, unfortunately. So oh, come on, and, uh, Ian, Ian, Ian. How you doing? Right. I'm, I'm all good. I'm, I'm set up. So, episode 27, we're going with the uh, name Colossal Colossal Cash? Is that what we're going with? Um, Sam? Yeah. This is like episode like 45? Episode uh, 27. Done, it's episode 27. I know what I'm doing. It's episode 45, and we've done like 54 casts in total. So, you, you've been gone for like a year. I, I don't think so. Yeah, seriously. I mean, look at me. I've, I've, I've redecorated everything. Doesn't it look different? No, it's like March. What is it? March 2019. It's like the best time to be alive. I've got news for you, mate. It's March 2020 and things are weird. <laughs> things are really right weird. there. Oh, what? my goodness. It's good to be did, back. Right. Um, did, episode I, what? 40, 41? 40, no, 40, no Jay, I, it was 42. 43? 27, Jamie. Episode 27. Whoa. Hey, Sam. Hey, how's it going, bud? Um, no, no. What on earth no. is going on? Jamie, were you sleeping under the desk? Um, yeah, see, I... When did you get back? I, in some ways, I never left, Ian. Um, you know, I left on my, my spiritual journey to find myself as a gamer, but that got called off early, because apparently I'm not allowed to sail around Jamaica on a pirate ship, you know. Jamie left? Uh, yeah. Was this, like, after, after the party we had? Y- yeah, this was, this was, um, a couple of, couple of weeks ago. Uh, Sam, um... Yeah, I mean, it's episode 40... Well, no, I left, it was 42, 43. It's episode 27 this week. No, it's episode 45, guys. Seriously. Look, the the counter on the wall says so. Oh, that's what that big counter is. I wondered what that was. Where have I been? Yeah. Uh, Where have you been, Sam? That's the question. I mean, the last time I heard, you were going down to the cellar to to fight the beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. That took, like, a couple minutes, and I can... I just walk back through. Uh, I think you mean it took a year, and you're, now you're back. Yeah, I, I highly doubt that. Time dilation in the beast realm—it's very common, apparently. I learned that when I was out in in the wild, in the wilderness. Strange. Well, since we've got the original team back together, shall we introduce ourselves from the top? Yeah, let's do that. Sure. My name's Sam Max, and I'm looking forward to episode twenty-seven. My name's Jamie Adams, and I've not found myself, but I'm here. And I'm Ian McAllister, and I'm extremely confused. And this is episode 45 of Brainwaves, bringing you the best in tabletop gaming news. Not episode 27, Sam. It's definitely episode 45. Pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. And this is the headline for the week of 30th of March, 2020. Coronavirus impacts the board game world. Because what else did you think we were going to talk about? Cool, we're starting off light, aren't we? Yeah, I am afraid so. So, Sam, you've come back to a world of strangeness. I've just come from a world of strangeness. So, Look, here's a here's a paper catch-up while I tell the listeners at home what's been going on. Will do. So, yes, everyone, coronavirus has changed the world as we know it. Uh, we at Brainwaves obviously urge all our listeners to obey the advice of health professionals worldwide and to practice the social distancing and self-isolation protocols as required by your local governments. Uh, the impact on the tabletop world has been massive. 
UK Games Expo uh, in the UK has moved to August the 21st to 23rd. Honestly, we're not entirely sure that's going to happen in the current circumstances. Tabletop Scotland, our sort of big local con, has now moved to the 10th and 11th of October as a consequence, and that move was coordinated with the organisers of Games Expo, who have been very supportive of Tabletop Scotland since the start. Meetups, large and small, around the world have been cancelled. Um, myself and Ian uh, did not go to Aircon, and our little local meetup we've done in Glasgow obviously had to get cancelled as well, uh, and we've all been playing some board games online, but we'll get to more of that later. Uh, other things that have been going on, Asthma Day USA has, is not releasing any new titles over April. We haven't heard about any changes here as yet, but I would imagine there's something similar would come in, in the UK and Europe. Alliance Game Distributors, which is one of the main distributors in the US, is closing its doors. Uh, the Tokyo Game Market, scheduled on April the 25th and 26th, has been cancelled. Uh, Wizards of the Coast uh, has is allowing retailers to sell pre-release packs for their next expansion, Ikora Layer of the Behemoths. Good name, by the way, folks. And allow people to register for the events so that shops can get further products down the line because shops are quite reliant on sort of maintaining a player base uh, to get the Wizards product. They've also uh, Wizards have also suspended the Wizards Play Network, WPN, Premier and Qualifier events, and Players Tour events have also been moved. And in related news, in a story from February on the BBC, Brighton A&E staff have been using board games to help them learn how to cope with the stress of an overcrowded department. And we'll link to all this stuff in the show notes. Obviously, the three of us have been impacted by the coronavirus outbreak as well. What what have you been up to, guys? How, like how how's how has the current circumstances affected you? Well, not Sam at all because he's only just back. He doesn't know anything that's been going on. Oh, what I'm all read up. I'm all read up on it now. Oh, you, you're a fast reader. Mm. Yeah. Don't like to brag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it's what they call a humble brag, Sam. Your speed reading is off the charts. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll start very quickly. You know, my my time away was sadly cut short. And the tour I was on has been brought to a close. My other work has kind of cut down to a skeleton service. So I'm unsure right now when I'm next going to work because both my things involve working with uh, working in schools. And yeah. as such, they're, they're all closed and they don't want um, strangers showing up. So I'm at a bit of a loose end right now. And for yourself, Sam, what's, what's been going on with your work? Well, a lot of my work involves getting out to events and stuff, and events don't exist. We support people with a learning disability socially, and everyone's housebound at the moment, you know, so we're just trying to connect people online and things like that, but it's it's quite tricky, you know, telling everyone what's what's going on, how to get involved, and yeah, it's just a crazy, crazy time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like my work is basically a bicycle shop in Edinburgh. At the moment, bike shops are defined as an essential service. So uh, we are remaining open for the meantime. And it's been extremely busy, along with panic buying uh, toilet paper and essential goods from supermarkets. People are also panic buying bu- and repairing bicycles, apparently. Um, uh, which been... makes which makes sense because it is a an almost entirely self-sufficient means of transport. And if you want to get yeah. it, get it now. Yeah, so it, it's it's been good for us in a way, but quite a stressful time because obviously we don't know what support we're getting from the government and like the rules are a little unclear as to whether we should be open at all. And the actual message from our 
leaders has not been the best, it has to be said. Anyway, anyway, pivoting back to board games slightly in this crisis. Sorry, yeah, this is not the political podcast. This is the board game podcast. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, I... Oh, Seems I came Sam, back in the wrong portal. Sorry, yeah, you're, <laughs> you in, the wrong pl- you're in the wrong place, mate. Um, yeah, obviously. I was wondering been... why you're wearing a suit. <laughs> oh, that's that's just the way Sam dresses up for every podcast uh, and every yeah. meeting he goes out to. No, the world obviously, the uh, board gaming industry has been hit quite severely because obviously it's generally regarded as quite a um, quite a social uh, industry where you're supposed Indeed. to sit about a foot away from somebody, and that's currently not really the best thing to do. So instead, you know. Uh, there has been a, quite a big uptake initially at first anyway on buying some board games uh, from from shops like uh, Static Games in Glasgow seemed to be doing uh, quite well before they announced that they were closing um, yeah. the, the, the week previous to. For those not in the UK, we're currently on a shutdown, pretty much uh, basically sort of non-essential, non-key worker staff are all basically in houses. By yeah, the time not... this goes out, you you probably will be too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but there, but there has been an interesting uptake just seeing on social media of friends, family, and people I don't know uh, using apps like Zoom to do maybe Trivial Pursuit or quizzes yeah. or playing on playing games online. And and like Ian has been saying, it's seen an uptake in programs like Tabletop Simulator or Tabletopia uh, of people playing games on that. Yeah, the the ingenuity and community spirit of the board game community still exists online on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and it's re- been really heartwarming to see people sort of giving away games or trying out things or helping people out, sort of just providing some entertainment in the, in these tough times. And yeah, later on in the cast, we'll have a good chat about what um, we've been doing online and uh, sort of hopefully give you some ideas as to what you can do. But for now, let's pivot over to some news. Yes, we've actually managed to grab ourselves uh, some news that is still going on. Uh, it's maybe slightly older, but it's still important. And that is the news that Plat Hat Games, previous publishers of games such as Mice and Mystics, Dead of Winter, and Gen 7, have announced that they are going to be splitting from their parent company, Asmodee. Plat Hat Games was acquired by Asmodee in 2015, when Asmodee acquired Zedman Games. Zedman Games most commonly known for a little-known game that has no relevance to today called Pandemic. On the 19th of February, so we're, you know, going back in time a wee bit, um, Colby Douch, the former head of the company, and Asmodee reached an agreement where Douch reacquired the rights to the Plaid Hat brand and related publications. Now, that doesn't include all the publications uh, of his games. Now, Asmodee are retaining the rights to games like Dead of Winter, Mice and Mystics, Raxon, Stuffed Fables, Battlelands, and Aftermath. Yeah, now Dead of Winter will be published, and Raxon will be published by Fantasy Flight there, and Mice and Mystics, Stuffed Fables, Aftermath, and Battlelands will be published under the Zedman Games arm of it. Colby Douch commented, These past years within the Asmodee group have been amazing, and I'm excited to continue to lead Plaid Hat Games into the future. I am thankful to the many kind and creative people I've had the opportunity to work with at Asmodee and look forward to continuing our relationships with Asmodee's distribution units throughout the world. Now, the head of publishing at Asmodee North America, Steve Horvath, has also commented, I'm thrilled this opportunity has worked out for Colby and I'm excited to see what they do next. We'll remain at their side as a strong, long-term partner for distribution. That's a, 
That's a lot of games that Asmodee are retaining. So yeah, it a is a lot of games. Tiles. But um, and it is interesting seeing you know for several years you know we've mentioned it quite a lot as well that Asmodee has been acquiring publishers uh, and studios left, right, and center, and now it seems that some are beginning to go. You know, actually, we want to we want to go back and do our own thing. And Asmodee's gone. Mm. Cool. We're just going to take the ones that make the most money. Oh well. Yeah. They've also done like when they've been acquiring stuff. It seems like they've done a lot of shuffling about of of properties mm. and um, people and all sorts of stuff. Heads of studios moving to different kind of positions and yeah. yeah. So to be honest, in a sense, it kind of seems no wonder we 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 spoke about this a year ago, more than a year ago, about kind of that bubble of Asmodee and when yeah. does it actually get too much? And there's been a lot of like European distribution issues and stuff. So maybe that's all part of it as well. Sam, how about you take a shot on an article? You haven't done one for a year or so. Or, well, I 10 will. minutes, depending on how you look at it. Listen and learn, guys. Listen and learn. This is how you do <laughs> oh, oh, I'm all ears. All this is how you do a headline. Here we go. Here we Here go. go. Popular board game subscription site, Board Game Crate, recently announced that... Oh, no. I'm <laughs> oh! Oh! I am oh, keeping so that in. <laughs> ah! I'm not a horrible person. Ask Ian. Do you want to know why? Why? It's Ian's grammar. Oh. Ian's grammar in the Google Doc. Oh, well. <laughs> it's all right. I can't talk. It tripped me up. It's all right. I can't talk. Um, if you listen to the, the standard audio release, I took several several tries to do several one, uh, one comment. Quote. Yes, one anyway. quote. About I'm going to say about four or five times because I didn't read it before I said it. That's my Let's fault. Let's go again. Go on, Sam. Here we go. We're professionals. I am. Meant to be. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Popular board... Oh. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> Popular board game subscription service, Board Game Crate, recently announced that their March 2020 crate would be their last. So, yeah, board game subscriptions. And we've seen this a lot, actually, with, I just think, subscription boxes in general. I know either earlier this year or late last year, Loot Crate announced that they were closing their doors, and they were probably the first one of that kind of geeky kind of, you know, you get a box in the post every month. Who knows what's inside? I've never really seen the appeal, but obviously enough people did. You could get subscription crates for absolutely anything. You name it. Cheese Toasties. That was one of them. Maybe what? still is. Why did no one ever tell me about subscription cheese toasties? <laughs> oh, Ian, Ian, you need to pivot to the cheese toasty angle, mate. Look for the cheese toasty subscription box. You know, after this, mm. after you've recorded this, go and have a little look. Eat cheese toasties live on air and comment on them. No, because this is not, you know, it's not the politics podcast. It's not the cheese toasty live tasting podcast. But it could be. It, I mean, it, it could wait, be, is this Jamie? not the cheese toasty live tasting <sighs> Sam, mate, you need to keep going. Wrong door. I came in through the wrong portal. You did, man. So writing on their Facebook page, Board Game Crate said, It's with great sadness that we must announce our March 2020 crate will be our last. After almost four years serving the board gamers of the world, and after over 10,000 crates we have individually picked and packed, we're sadly closing our doors. So yeah, essentially they use some software. I don't know if they've ever gone into detail about how they do this. To basically predict games for people that you know you, you input what kind of games you like what what games you already have what you might have played in the past and then you'd get something through your door every month or i think however regularly you set those intervals to be that kind of met your tastes and it was obviously a very very popular service but probably obviously not popular enough unfortunately for those people who did enjoy it like yourself sam i never really fully saw the appeal because they were 
relatively expensive subscriptions and they're about the price of like a board game no exactly if it's 40 pounds a month that you're spending on something that you don't know i think they're lucky i think they're lucky frog had quite the lucky frog had a good relationship with them cool and um they enjoyed the games that they got through them and they got some interesting surprises that they went on to review so yeah yeah no i was always interested in possibly doing it as like a one-off thing just to see what i'd get but I, I've always found games to kind of be very hit and miss as to whether, like, I might enjoy sitting down playing something, but it doesn't mean I necessarily want to buy it or have it in a collection. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it was just just wasn't for me. Board Game Crate have said that um, their prediction software could make an appearance in other projects over the course of the next year or so. But yeah, there's no, been, been no word on the, from them since. Yeah, and talking about companies reducing their output, Calliope Games are reducing their distribution roster. Now, Calliope Games are the makers of Suro, amongst other games, and it's slashing the number of US distributors that it deals with. They're only going to be using ACD distribution, Alliance Game distributors. Well, obviously not right now because Alliance Game distributors are closed down, as we've talked about at the top of the cast, and publisher services in the US, and then universal distribution in Canada. And the reason I picked up on this story is that the president of Killiope Games, Ray Wares, said that tightening up our distribution channel and having the support of the industry's leading distributors will allow us to combat the counterfeit issue. Now, for those who haven't been paying attention to this kind of story that's been developing over the last couple of years, there's basically a quite a interesting and big problem with counterfeit board games, especially through sites like Amazon where what basically happens is there are some companies that are putting out counterfeit product, like counterfeit copies of like Pandemic Legacy Season 1 was a big one, if I remember rightly, and other uh, sort of other big selling games. Terraforming Mars was uh, one, I remember. Terraforming Mars yeah, was one. Yeah, I remember talking about that. Though I'm not quite sure you could see the difference in the product quality. Ooh, <laughs> burn on Stronghold Games, and Stronghold Games will laugh at your in your face with all the money they have made from it. That is true. But anyway... Yeah, so what happens is that when Amazon warehouses something, they warehouse all the same item in one place. So it means that items from different distributors can get smushed together. And then even if you're buying from like a legitimate company who had a legitimate stock at the time, they put items into Amazon's warehouse, you still might get a counterfeit product. And um, Christian Peterson, before he left FFG, spoke quite well about this. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And it's been a big problem over the last few years where companies have been getting angry customers contacting them about games that don't live up to the standards they thought they should and it turns out they're counterfeit and it's a real issue for the industry that's trying to that it's trying to tackle i think uh, as we've i think we've talked about this before on the cast as the hobby grows we're bound to see people try and cash in on it a little bit and try and like maybe basically scam people a little bit it's an oddity isn't it it's a strange thing that you wouldn't normally um think about in counterfeiting and stuff yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't you counterfeit? Te- well, I mean, people do counterfeit technology and that kind of thing, but counterfeiting board games seems like seems like quite a complicated process. It's quite a lot of bits at, at to same, counterfeit, and minimal return on that as well, because it's got to be you know, relatively like you know, like counterfeiting a, a mobile phone. Probably going to get a lot more sales than that than yeah. of, a, of a board game. Anyway, Jamie, we've got some awards news, which you always love. Yes, it's award season, rumbling round the mountain again—that mountain that we call the year. Um, now, the Origins <laughs> Award nominees will be well, are up on the Origins Award website. Um, no, it says on the Origins website that the nominees will be available to demo and 
be on display at the Origins Award Fair, which is going on in June in Columbus, Ohio. Whether or not it does go on in June remains to be seen, but the but if it all goes ahead, the awards will be presented on, on Saturday, the twentieth of June. So, which are category winners, fan favorite, and game of the year. Now, there's about ten categories this year. Uh, the usual ones: board games, card games, miniatures games, game accessories, role playing games, as befits the Origin Awards. But they have seen some diversification, if I can use that word. In the categories, in that I believe for the first time we have categories for digital adaptation, uh, historical games, and historical minis. Now, to give you some idea of what some of those are, the nominees for the digital adaptation category are Cutthroat Caverns, Mystic, Raiders of the North Sea, Through the Ages, and Suro VR, which links back to Calliope Games, who Ian just talked about. Historical games category has Conflict of Heroes, Storm of Steel, Pandemic Fall of Rome, U-Boot, the board game, and Watergate. Uh, and historical minis is uh, two two different things by uh, Osprey Games under the Bolt Action license. I know, Ian, when we were looking at this, you were a little bit, oh, it's too many categories. I think it's especially noteworthy um, for the digital adaptation that we're, you know, it's yeah, it's um, acknowledging how how much the digital market and especially now uh how much the digital market is having an impact on the board gaming hobby yeah i predict 2021 award season we are going to see a raft of digital nominations and new categories and that kind of thing from a variety of awards companies because they will not be able to ignore the impact that digital is having right now on things like just awareness of their games sales of their games it'll just be impossible to ignore at that point and i know i've had a few friends who are who are a little bit anti sort of like digital adaptions of board games and i can understand the points they were making about that but have now sort of pivoted under the current circumstances to like embracing things like board game arena tabletop simulator that kind of site that are adapting board games for the digital environment and yeah uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that shortly about like how you can sort of play games online and what we've been doing and and yeah, what that means for the the future of the board gaming industry. Just as you were saying, you know, the, the situation changes, and you, you if you're not able to play board games with other people, you'll have to try and turn to other markets that you might not have been a fan of previously. You know, have to try something out to make it work if you want to continue your passion. And you know, I'm 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 happy that we've seen an uptake in people playing these board games online uh, together. Indeed. Well, Sam, while you've been away or not depending on your perception of time and space uh we put together a proper brain uh, brainstorm studio you want to come through to the big uh, boardroom table sure oh oh yeah it's good isn't it yeah it's very nice like everything's so <sighs> clean just... Pris- yes money that's this room is just just screams of in- investment. Well, we've got to put that those the those literal pounds on the Patreon somewhere. Mm. This is good. Yeah, this is really good, guys. Well, have a nice, comfy seat, and uh, let me explain to you what we're going to be doing today. So, folks, um, our hobby is obviously one that relies on social interaction, sitting around the table, chucking dice, moving minis, dealing cards, and most importantly, talking to our opponents uh, or uh, compatriots, depending on the sort of games we're playing. And in these times of social distancing and self-isolation, uh, we'd like to chat about how we can continue, all of us, to sort of promote the hobby, keep people playing, 
and even continue to bring new people into the fold. Um, we have been already doing a little bit of streaming. Uh, I've, uh, I set up some streaming on Twitch uh, about a year ago. Never really did anything with it. And myself, Ian, and Jamie have been playing a little bit of Tabletop Simulator and streaming that to people. So we've played some Spirit Island on there and a couple of prototypes from people, which has been really good. Um, I don't know if you've been up to anything yourself, Sam, uh, while you've been drifting through time and space. Nothing online, um, but some solo gaming. All right, yeah. In these times of isolation. Yeah. You know, if you completely isolating yourself from anyone else and, you know, Maybe your internet's not great in this time. Maybe people are hogging up the bandwidth yeah. and all of that stuff. And playing against people online is just not the best situation. Solo games can always be a really good alternative to that. Yeah, there's been a big push for solo for solo modes, especially in like Kickstarter versions of games and that kind of thing over the last couple of years. Have you have you got any particular recommendations yourself? So I my you know humble patronage to Fantasy Flight Games. I've been enjoying Marvel Champions. All right, yeah. Um, managed to find the packs that are currently out online because again distribution issues in shop shops just don't have them and yeah I've been really really enjoying that there's a lot of flexibility in the game that I really really enjoy cool. uh, it plays relatively quickly for that kind of thing yeah. I think it's, it's you know a, a simple adventure card game I just find it really good fun um, me and my partner have also been playing some Warcry oh right yeah and I've been painting quite a lot mm. um you know, it's all tabletop related, I suppose. I've seen a few few people going like, well, I'm isolated now and I've got all these great minis to paint. Yay! Yeah. I bought a tree lord, so I'm currently working my way through Ooh, painting nice. that as my isolation Well, well I've I got to say something very similar to you. Um, I bought myself some Warhammer, some uh, Age of Sigmar stuff, because I've been playing a lot of video games. I've been playing a lot of uh, Warhammer Vermintide and Warhammer Total War, or sorry, Total War Warhammer. Um, nice. Other games companies are available. Other games companies are available, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and other <laughs> other miniatures are. games are available. I just happen to be on a bit of a Warhammer fantasy kick right now, and I bought Fair some enough. halberdiers uh, and some handgunners. I also bought some space marines, so I'm going to paint space them up. Marines. Space marines, of course. Uh, I'm going to paint them up. Um, give me something to do, stop me going a little bit crazy. And I found a box with a metric buttload of old high elves that I used to have, or I still have, I used cool. to uh, play with. So I'm going to try and uh, get them out and give them a wee, a wee lick of paint, see how that goes. Outside of nice. outside of miniature stuff, um, really not been doing a great deal. Um, I have a number of two-player games that I, need, I, I want to play with my partner. Um, it's just... This is going to sound weird, but I know that uh, I believe I saw Matt Thrower, who's one of the lead writers on There Will Be Games, saying, is anyone having a bit of a like a lack of enthusiasm over board gaming right now? And in many ways, I'm kind of like that. It's like, I'm in. I've got to be in for a wee while. I want to play some board games. But do I really want to play some board games right now? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, it's it, it's sometimes hard to concentrate on them with everything that's going on in your head. As yeah, I can totally I understand mean, that. In a way, I've also I'm also quite yeah. glad. You know, I've been playing as Ian uh, said before. I've been playing with Ian and Ian on Tabletop Simulator. We played some Spirit Island, which I'd never played before, which was interesting. And we played yeah. a prototype uh, of a game called Number Station the other day, which is on Twitch, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. So maybe it's just I need to get myself going, and I will actually enjoy. It. It's just finding my motivation. I found something else that I've we've been looking into, um, me and some friends. You know, this is now the age of video calling. 
and it seems like it's you know more important than ever to actually have conversations with with other people and you know maybe that's something we didn't do in the before times <laughs> and a long but, um, long ago we definitely are now getting together over skype or whatever your preferred video calling software is yeah. doing some rpgs mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. have you been using roll 20 um, or anything like that or i'm looking into using roll 20 so i'm about to on friday night i'm gonna run our first session of Tales Ooh, from the nice. Ooh, um, cool. With my with two people I live with, this thing, two people I live with, and two people elsewhere. Ooh. So it's just finding the right kind of setup yeah. for that. Like, do we go completely online so everyone can see everything? Do we have some physical dice? Some online? I don't know. Personally, anyway. recommend going full virtual. I think in that situation, I think that's probably the easiest solution. If as long as everyone's got a yeah. computer. And Roll20 is pretty good. So, Roll20 so Roll varies a little bit, much like Tabletop Simulator does. Um, so if you're not familiar with Tabletop Simulator, it is a PC computer program where people can make different mods for different board games. Uh, and it's the one that Jamie, Ian, and I have been using mostly to play board games online at the moment. And Roll20... It's pretty much the only thing I've ever yeah. used in that there are, there, other than yeah, official There apps. are others I'll talk about in a second. Uh, but Roll20 is basically the role-playing game equivalent of that. And much like Tabletop Simulator, there are mods to handle different role-playing games. So there's like Dungeons & Dragons mods, for instance. There's a really, really cool. good Blades in the Dark mod, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it does all the some of the rolling and calculations for you. But yeah, if you look into it, there might be... A, like, Fialagan might have some stuff on there. Well, for well, Tales from the Loop fu- and that kind of thing. Funny you were saying uh, Blades in the Dark, because I believe... Sam, I don't. Uh, I think you might be involved in this. I think we might be starting a game of Blades in the Dark very, very shortly online. Po- very possibly. Oh, I love Blades in the Dark. And You've never mentioned it before, Ian. Don't, it's, it's just a sort of casual interest. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there is some really good character sheets on there that'll do some of the rolling and that kind of thing for you, and they're very nicely animated. And I, uh, this Sunday, I'm going to be playing some Aegon online, or Aegon, however you pronounce that, which is a game of Greek heroes and tragedy and really, nice. really good fun. We've done it. We did our first session, which uh, the Smart Party put out. I'll mm-hmm. put a link to that in the show notes. And yeah, we're going to be doing another one this uh, week where we're hopefully going to record some slightly better audio so everyone can sort of listen into the continued adventures of our heroes who are both competent and incompetent all at the same time but that's all role-playing parties competent and incompetent but yeah it, we, we do encourage people to sort of get online and interact with people on sort of twitter or facebook whatever your so- social media platform of choices there's a lot of stuff going on out there right now uh, we ourselves have put together a page uh, oh, sorry, a post on the website gathering all the stuff that we've come across so far that is free to do that is cheap companies giving away stuff or even paid to do and during these times where companies smaller companies especially are struggling if you do have a little bit of spare money and have been after a particular game for a while now is the time to support those companies like give them a a dollar or two here or there for a pdf that kind of thing there's a load of free stuff out there to do so check out um, our page for that kind of stuff we'll be linking to other lists that people need to put together as well and our, our very own ian not this one um ian c who sadly is not with us this week uh has put together a a, a hashtag if you will uh, hashtag isolation con yep uh so that's what we're kind of we, we asked him very we're using. we asked him very politely and he said we could use it so we are trying to spread the word through here and as far as we can 
Yeah, and we've got a little Discord together as well. So Discord is another one of these sort of like video chat and messaging services, specifically sort of game focused. It's what we're using right now to chat uh, to each other. Uh, we think it's really good and you'd be welcome to come and join us in the Isolation Con Discord, which again, there's a link to, there's an open invite to that on the page on the Giant Brain. And we'll link to that again in our show notes and sort of on Twitter and Facebook fairly regularly to try and get people to, to come along, arrange games and all sorts of things. There, there's lots of things you can do out there, folks, right now. You can get together, you can play board games online. We know it's not ideal. We know that people love the physicality of board games. We do too. But at the moment, we just can't do that right now. Can't do it. Yeah, like Sam says, there's some solo stuff out there and a lot of people love solo gaming. I'm not a bigger fan. I tend to play computer games when I'm playing solo, but I can to- I mm-hmm. can totally get behind people are doing and there's loads and loads of stuff online. And if you have any trouble getting online or you're not sure how to use things like Tabletop Simulator, Tabletopia, Board Game Arena, hit us up online. We'll try and help you out. We'll try and teach you where we can and we'll we'll give advice where we can. We're all in this together and we'd just like to help out and bring people together. Maybe bring some new people into the hobby as we go as well. Who knows? Sam, it's been a while since you've been on the cast, so how about getting back into things oh, with the swing of... Oh, um, I actually, like, in my in my satchel bag that I took through the portal with me, yeah. when I came back through, yeah. there was something in it, and I thought I might just sure. give it to what you. What have you got? Get it out. <laughs> Whoa. Um, it's, it's pretty dusty. I think it's from an ancient time. Okay. Air Monopoly. Oh, Monopoly news? Oh, man. No, fair enough, fair enough, Sam, fair enough, but... Fair enough. I'm confused. Is this Look, a Monopoly news from the future or the past? I don't know Both? where I was. Um, or when, apparently. But I'm glad I finally found the right podcast, the uh, the Monopoly podcast. Yes. Air, air Monopoly, like, the, the folks from the Lucky Sparrow love that. They, they they live in air. I'm sure they mentioned something about that about to happen. Oh, they were from air, yeah. So this is from the future, right? Or your past? I'm confused. Who knows any? Who knows anymore? But hey, so there's, there's a Facebook page as well where polls are being taken about what should go where on the where board. Where being taken? Um, where being taken or are being taken? Ian, Ian, you need to. There's no point talking about the past or present participle never tense. Okay, let's just let him get on with it. Okay, I'll I'll just drink my wine and be quiet. Good man. Well, if you are an air local, it sounds like something that is right up your street. Hey. <laughs> oh. That was good. Did I say we missed you? <laughs> I can go back through. I think it's still there. It might be best for everyone involved. <laughs> well, look, folks. Uh, yeah, we just like to before we close out the show, we'd like to give a little shout out to our newest patron, Oliver Kine. Uh, I hope I pronounced your name correctly there, Oliver. Oliver runs the Tabletop Games blog. We'll obviously put a link to that in the notes and a Board Game Inquisition podcast. He puts out a lot of great articles and also writes for There Will Be Games where you can find some of my work as well. Obviously, our executive producer is Lucky Sparrow Gaming Cafe. We hope they are okay in these difficult times. And if you're a local to Lucky Sparrow Gaming Cafe, then do try and help them out. Go to their Facebook page. They're probably putting out ways to help them through these times just now. Well, Sam, yeah. you know, if you want to, like, uh, we've got a bunk bed or two upstairs. I'm sure you can hang around if you want to. Well, seeing as I'm not actually, if I'm if I'm in in the Brainwaves house now, then it seems like I'm not allowed to leave yeah, for a while. Yeah, basically. It, whether it be by the front door or interdimensional portal. Don't want to risk it, do you? You just don't want to risk no. it. Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd forgotten that oh, we're all stuck together now, aren't we? 
Yeah, oh. two meters apart as is um, as is mandated. Bags of the desk. No, no, yeah, not well, bag, bags of the RPG well corner. Crack out this bags of the RPG corner. <sighs> There's always one. Anyway, folks, thanks very much for listening. If you like what you've listened to, then the best way to help us out is, of course, to share the podcast and drop us a review and rating on iTunes. You can also follow us on the usual social media channels: Twitter at the Giant Brain, Instagram we're Giant Brain UK, our Facebook is the Giant Brain, and our website GiantBrain.co.uk. And you can email us with any comments or suggestions for the show at giantbrainuk at gmail.com. We hope you... And you can join the Discord. Yeah, you can join Isolation Con Discord. Just look it up on the Facebook, uh, our website uh, with the Isolation Con list, which will be at the top of the page for the foreseeable future. That's got all the links to sort of free, paid, and otherwise stuff you can do and join in on uh, remotely and like I say if you have any questions about getting into that any of that stuff just hit us up on any social media channel where you can find us join the discord ask questions and we will be absolutely delighted to help you out stay safe out there folks and uh, we look forward to speaking to you next time bye bye look after yourself see you around awesome that was possibly the most in sync we've ever been sounded good didn't it it did Right. We're so in sync we could be a boy boy band from the nineties. Ooh. Very good. <laughs> I'm here all week. Let me put that in at the end of the cast.